Welcome to the Daddy Sharps Podcast, everybody. You're listening to episode 67, and my name is Luke. And I'm John. We're just a couple of dads who like to make the sharpest bets we can. And we're just a couple of dads who break down the games that your square hole buddies are just too scared to break down, quite frankly. Be sure and check us out on social media, at Daddy Sharps and at Daddy Sharps Podcast. And we're also on YouTube, and we've got a ton of stuff on our website at DaddySharps.com. We always begin the old podcast recapping the best bets from last week. A great week for our best bets, my man. Six, one, and one. Absolutely crushed it. And we're winners on the featured bets as well. Nine and eight on the featured bets all together. 15, seven, and one. That is profit, sir. It is not bad at all, right? Not bad at all. No, no. Actually, look this up before the podcast. We are up nine units on the month. And we're not even through December yet. Nine units on the month, we sir. We've got a lot of weeks to go, including <laughs> this one. And I cannot wait to get to our bets. But first, like we do always every week, we've got to recap our best bets from last week. So I'm going to start us off with our college football best bets. And I should really call our college football best bets best leans because that's yes. what we're doing. Just leaning. Yes. It makes it sound better when we lose anyway. <laughs> to the LA Bowl. <laughs> UCLA took on Boise State. I said lean to the under 49 and a half. That was actually a loser. Pretty high scoring game there. And then the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl. UTSA, I said, would cover minus 13 versus Marshall. I also pinned the hopes and dreams of victory, John, on Frank Harris playing quarterback for the Roadrunners. Right. At this point, you and I kind of need to talk about this before we move forward with college bowl games so yes interesting developments we always say lean during the college bowl season because of things like this harris was ruled out of that game just one hour before kickoff apparently he hurt his shoulder back in late november against tulane he had to get an injection at halftime of that game to to finish the game then later on he got an mri and revealed he had broken his shoulder so Here he was with a broken shoulder leading up to a bowl game weeks later. However, unlike the NFL where you have to disclose every injury, the Roadrunners kept it a secret until kickoff or one hour before kickoff. Thankfully, Owen McCowan, son of former NFL quarterback Josh McCowan, took over and he looked great. UTSA won the game and covered. So we got the minus 13 and the final score was 35-17. I've got another bet in here somewhere. I I think it might be a featured bet uh, that I had where the – uh, game would go under in that one as well. But, John, let's talk about this a little bit, and let's reemphasize to folks. What do people listening to our podcast need to be really careful about with these bowl games, especially when we talk about things like Harris being ruled out one hour before kickoff? Oh, late, late scratches. I remember last year we bet on a UAB with McBride, a running back third stringer on the Minnesota Vikings now. Went all the way to the Bahamas Bowl. Turned out he just wanted a free trip was scratched very much just like Frank Harris right before the game. Killed our bets. Killed our bets, sir. Killed our bets. There are so many players entering the portal this time of year, as we'll discuss as we go through more college leans and Getting ready for NFL draft. They don't want to risk it. I saw a couple in the bets this week. Uh, They're sitting out the bowl game because they're getting ready for the senior bowl. For they the gotta, senior bowl. Yeah, they got to have a good showing at the senior bowl because all the scouts are going to be there. So, yeah, they shine. but they don't necessarily tell you that early on. You really, before you make these bets, you almost got to wait till right before the game. 
to bat. That or if you're if you're confident, that's fine. But you know, if you can, if you're willing to, you know, turn in your bat or, you know, you've really you really gotta watch the headlines though, and plug yes. into those local plug into those local headlines too, because they've got all the answers. That's right. All right. Let's go to NFL best bets from last week. Pretty good for all of us. Uh, you six one and one. Uh, I had a teaser right off the bat. Uh, go figure. <laughs> Tease the Panthers up to plus nine and the Rams down to minus a half point. Yeah, Panthers won the game. Rams won by eight. So winner, winner for there as well. And then I said the Atlanta Falcons at the Carolina Panthers. Take this bold bet, folks. Panthers first quarter spread plus a half a point and that one. Again, it's uncanny with the Panthers in the first quarter this year. <laughs> you did do that. All right. I went down to the big easy to New Orleans Bowl, Jacksonville State minus three versus Louisiana Raging Cajuns. I had Jacksonville State there. And we got the push as Jacksonville State wins 34-31. And then I'm sure everybody has seen it by now. The famous Toastery Bowl. And this bowl was famous for bad beats. Western Kentucky versus Old Dominion. I said Old Dominion plus two and a half, one of the worst bad beats of all time. Old Dominion choked away a 28-point halftime lead and lose outright in overtime. And they got the overtime, compliments of a blocked field goal. Amazing, awesome, great. Love to be on the wrong side of that one. <laughs> you, you and you, you and uh and blocked field goals. Wyoming yeah, yes, comes to mind. Yes, I got that one, but I, I oh it came back on that one. And then Denver at Detroit, minus five was the favorite. Detroit, my best bet there was bet Denver plus five. Uh that didn't happen. The Lions came to roar and destroyed the Broncos 42 to 17. And then finally, the Dallas at Buffalo. My, I said the best bet there was under the 50 and a half. Uh, the Cowboys did not bring their offense. They left it in Texas, and we were able to get the under easily on that bet. All right. Let's move on, shall we, to the best leans in college football this week. And again, just to reiterate, because a lot of coaches leaving, players holding out for the uh, draft uh, entering the portal. And also I, I can't believe John, how many, how many players have you read about who have said, I'm going to sit and, and wait for the, these college prep uh, games. Oh, right. So many. And, and it seems really? like the closer these bulls get, the more there are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why don't you start us out? Let's just move on. Let's move right, on. Let's right. get our guess our college best leans. John, start us out. I will start with the Armed Forces Bowl. Now, this is one of your favorite teams on the year here. The James Madison minus two and a half versus Air Force. 41 and a half is the total here. And I am leaning Air Force plus two and a half. And let me preface this bet with one major factor. Just like Frank Harris, don't bet this unless Air Force's quarterback, Larrier, is playing. Coach Calhoun for the Air Force Falcons seemed optimistic this week that he's going to be back after suffering that injury versus Army in November. Why is this guy so important? Well, QB Larrier, 6-0 and to start the season. After losing him to injury in that Army game, the Falcons finished 0-4. He is the key to this offense, and unlike, if you've ever watched Air Force before, unlike past Air Force quarterbacks, this guy can actually throw the ball. He throws. You don't see that in Air Force's offense very much. He's a running threat, of course, but he throws. 
On the James Madison side, you have Luke's favorite betting team, almost running the table on the season, finishing 11-1. and They have several key players entering the portal, but the rumor is most of them will play in this game. Air Force, these guys are some of the toughest to prepare for. This offense, you don't see it every day. One of the toughest in college football to prep for, and their out-of-conference record shows that in the last five years, they have gone 4-1 and one in bowl games. They beat big-time schools along the way, too. They beat Baylor last year, Louisville, Washington State. As long as Larrier plays, give me the Falcons plus two and a half. Yeah, I'm going to tell you on that one. I like that one a lot. And you're going to see me talk about that bet later on as well. I'm on to the Birmingham Bowl, the Troy Trojans laying eight versus the Duke Blue Devils. The over-under in this one is 44. My best lean here, take Troy, minus eight. And here's why. Troy finished the season as back-to-back Sunbelt Conference champs. Great for them. They're a great team. And they're going to have the edge here based mostly on the disaster that yes. just hit the Duke program toward the end of the season. <laughs> I couldn't believe the story when I when I read about it. In late November, Duke learned about their coach, Mike Elko, leaving for Texas A&M by watching a video of him landing in College Station on board a private jet. Later awesome. that morning, Elko then Zoom called the Duke football team to tell them he wasn't coming back. That call lasted four minutes. That's it. Awesome. <laughs> so because he left, Duke players were allowed to enter the transfer portal a little bit early, starting with their quarterback, their running back, multiple key defensive players, even the kicker has left Duke to enter the portal. For mm. Troy, their coach too, uh, John Sumrall, he left to go coach the two-lane green wave, one of my other favorite teams, uh, and they just hired Notre Dame's offensive coordinator to be their new head coach at Troy. Troy's defense lost a key edge rusher. That's not good. He declared for the draft, but they're mostly intact, and that's where they thrive is on defense. Also, this game is being played about two hours from the Troy campus, so give me the Trojans to win and cover against a depleted Duke team, minus eight. When I saw those headlines, I was just like, oh, this is this is why oh, yeah. bowl games are tough. <laughs> yes. This next one, this one actually is, if, if, if there's such a thing as a best, best bet, this is the one right here, the Hawaii Bowl. We got Coastal Carolina versus San Jose State, minus nine and a half, 52 is the total. And my lean, my best bet here, San Jose State, minus nine and a half. There's still some nine and a halves left out there. You're going to have to look for them. And I love San Jose State in this spot. First off, the game's in Hawaii. A trip San Jose State makes every other year to play Mountain West foe Hawaii. This year, they beat Hawaii in the very same stadium, 35 to nothing. Second, the star quarterback for San Jose State, he was not only a transfer from Hawaii two years ago, he actually grew up in Hawaii. This is his hometown. This whole place is going to be cheering for this guy. He's a four-year starter, and this could very well be his last game in his home state. He's on a hot streak right now. Over the last five games, he's thrown nine touchdowns and only one interception. San Jose State, they're on a six-game win streak, and they're five and one against the spread in that time, only missing a ginormous minus 16 and a half spread against San Diego State University. Believe they won that game by 14, so they almost covered it. I like San Jose State here, minus nine and a half. I love that game so much, John, that I'm going to 
tell you, but I'm going to make my best lean bet here. The over 52 in that game. Oh, San let's Jose's- go. Oh, okay, right. San Jose State is expected to put a lot of points up, I think, in this one. So that helps the over. Despite losing their starting left tackle and their tight end, um, the Chanticleers uh, will likely start a redshirt freshman at quarterback. But in the three games this season that he 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 really played good football, uh, he led the Chanticleers to 28 and 31 points against Texas State and Old Dominion, and he put up 14 against James Madison, which is tough to do. All they need to do, Coastal Carolina is put up a couple of scores, I think, in this one, and the Spartans and your quarterback from Hawaii will do the rest. I love the over 52. You like that one? I yeah, love the, that bet, sir. Yeah, double dipper. Yes, I'm double following dipper. you on that bet. <laughs> oh, awesome. We're following each other. Love it, love it, love it. Yes. Hey, let's move on to our NFL best bets. NFL data, 6-1-1 one, and one on best bets last week. We, we it, it Well, not on NFL necessarily, but we, we did really, really well on NFL. And we have been for the last month. I am yes. so excited about tackling these bets because I love every single one of them, and I know what you're picking as well, and I am tailing you on every single bet. I just want to say that right now. Let's I'm going to start go. out with a <laughs> teaser, and my teaser leg number one is the Indianapolis Colts at the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are now favored by one in this. The over-under is 44.5. I'm going for a 6.5-point teaser. You're going to pay a little more juice there, but you know what? You got to do it to buy the Colts up to 7.5. Got to go through that 7. Gardner Minshew, the pride of the Palouse, keeps <laughs> showing us that he's he's not a bad quarterback. He kind of gets it done every game. This Falcons team has coaching problems, John. They yes. have quarterback problems. And I, I've heard reports here and there that they have locker room problems as well. So they Yeesh. just announced Taylor Heineke is going to be their starter for a quarterback this Sunday. And that's actually moved the numbers up a little bit yes. in their favor. Uh, it kind of flip-flopped. Uh, Robinson, Bijan, has had a horrible game last week rushing. God, he was just awful. Mm-hmm. His fumble at the end of the game led to the loss, really. But there's more than that. There's something going on with the relationship between Bijan Robinson and the Falcons. I don't know what it is. Remember that bizarre game where yes. he just sat out? Uh, yeah. There's more to this story. I just don't know what they're doing with this guy. A lot of people don't. Coaching problems, for sure. And I wonder if we're watching a desperate Falcons team now implode. I think we might be. I don't know. But I do know that the Colts, I love them to cover by a touchdown. Leg number two, Seattle Seahawks are at the Tennessee Titans. The Seahawks favored by two and a half. The over-under is 42. Tease the Titans up to nine. Great game for the Hawks and Drew Locke last week. But now they travel across the country against a team that has nothing to play for but pride. They are playing for their jobs in Nashville, John. Yes. Except maybe for Der- Derrick Henry. Uh, he, <laughs> he, had the, he had the worst game of his season against the Texans last week, as far as numbers Yeesh. go. And there are rumblings that he, might not, he may play sparingly in this game because he's done in Nashville. That's it. Career's over in Nashville. Also, it looks like Tannehill is going to be the starting quarterback in, in, uh, in Tennessee. Seahawks, though, they don't travel well across the country. They bring a lot of momentum to this game coming off that big win. However, I just don't know about the travel. Geno Smith is back at practice this week. He's going to start. That's great. I think Pete finds a way to win this game. I really do. But this is the kind of game I've seen it time and time again where the Seahawks, they win, but they just kick a ton of field goals. That's all they do. 
hardly any touchdowns. The Titans have been a great cover team this whole season. Be safe here. I am just tease the Titans up to nine. So you've got the Titans up to nine, and you've got the Indianapolis Colts up to seven and a half. I don't know how that loses, John. I like it, sir. I like it. The teaser, the Luke special, the teaser. All right. Next bet here. I like the Las Vegas Raiders at Kansas City. Kansas City is a 10-point favorite. 41 and a half is the total here. My best bet is going to be the over 41 and a half. These two teams are a combined 9 and 19 to the under on the year, but I love the over here. Kansas City has hit only five overs all year long, but three of them came within the last four games. The Raiders only hit four overs on the year, but two of those came in the last three games. And now look at when these teams meet each other. They're AFC West division foes, so they're very familiar with one another. Six and four to the over in the last 10 games. Post Tyreek Hill, the Raiders chief matchup has hit the over two and one. The only one they missed was a 51 total that is considerably higher than what you're getting here. These teams played last Thanksgiving weekend a month ago. The over-under was 43, and the over hit. No major changes for this game, and you are getting some points. To say the Chiefs have the Raiders number is an understatement, my man. 9-1 and one in the last 10 matchups with Kansas City scoring an average of 30 points a game post-Tyreek Hill against the Silver and Black. And the hit and over, you got to have help from the opponent. The Raiders are averaging 20 points a game in the last three against the Chiefs. And then you got the motivation factor going here. Kansas City has to win to keep pace in the playoff race. And they want a good showing. The Raiders, they have an interim head coach basically on a coaching interview over the past few weeks here. And a rookie quarterback trying to prove he can lead this franchise or a franchise anywhere. You also got a disgruntled star wide receiver looking to put down some good tape and hopefully get traded in the offseason. I like the over in this game. And overs are always fun to bet with Kansas City, my man. Yeah, they are. They are. That's a great place uh, for football, too. Yes. Why not? Yes. Why not? All right. For my next best bet, I really like this one. I got the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. They're laying two on the road. The over-under is 37 and a half. My best bet here, I think you take Cincy. No, I know you take Cincy minus two. <laughs> nice. The Everyone Tigers. likes to say never bet against the Steelers at home. When they are underdogs, you know what? Screw that. Just, just, it's just dumb. Not only does my data show this is a great pick, I'm looking at the Steelers' injuries, especially on defense. Minka Fitzpatrick has been ruled out with a knee injury, and the NFL, of course, suspended the Steelers' other safety, Demonte Casey, for the remainder of the season after he attempted to murder Michael Pittman. Last True. Week. True. <laughs> what a hit. Cameron Hayward also, he's in the concussion protocol. He, he may play this week, but maybe he won't. And then you got Kenny Pickett. He's coming off the, the injury with the ankle. Could practice with limitations this week, but his ankle is not right, and it looks like he is not going to be the starter again. The, the Bengals beat the Vikings last week without Jamar Chase, essentially. He, he went out with a soul, shoulder separation. He's not going to be back for this game, maybe other games as well. However, Browning connected with T. Higgins all night long, and he's going to do the same this Saturday in Pittsburgh against a depleted secondary, knocking the Steelers out of playoff contention. And, and don't let 
recent money coming in on the Steelers scare you? So this line started at two and a half. It's down to two. S- couple of reasons. Squares love betting the Steelers. And, and maybe some sharps are betting the Steelers at home at the plus two and a half. Maybe they're just settling for that number. They probably want something better than that. But I just don't see how you get there with all these key injuries. I don't buy it. Bengals minus two. Great bet. I'm tailing you on it. I'm tailing yeah. you on it's a it. Good, it's a good – It's a. you got to take the bet. I, just the, the Steelers just do not look good, and there are way too many questions about uh, – you know, if you've got all those defenders in place, fine. If you've got one or two, um, you know, you you can you can adjust your your strategy, get the ball out quick, so you don't get you know you're not getting sacked left and right. You can be yep. just fine. Yeah. All right. This next bet, when we start breaking everything down, me and you both talked about this next bet. I think we both like it here. We we both like the same side. Arizona at Chicago minus four and a half, forty four and a half is the total. My best bet here is going to be Arizona plus four and a half. This is what I like to call a daddy sharp special. We comb the board looking for the best games of value, not necessarily the best games to watch. (laughs) And here we have two teams in the first overall draft pick conversation, not in a playoff race. Chicago has been playing well lately, two and one straight up and two and one against the spread. But they were only the favorite once in the last 10 games, and that resulted in a push against Carolina. And I'm here to tell you, Carolina is no better than Arizona. We are getting Kyler Murray here. I have the Cardinals as a stronger team in my power rankings in Carolina, and you're getting an extra point and a half. Murray has been back under center for the Cardinals for five games now, three and two against the spread in that stretch against stronger teams, according to my power rankings, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, the Rams, the Texans, the Falcons. The only spreads he missed were against divisional foes. In non-division opponents, he's 3-0 and against the spread, which goes to show you Kyler Murray's one of those quarterbacks that's very tough to prep for. Now, with the Bears, the resurgence on the defense, how do you attack the Chicago defense? through your tight end the bears are great against the run and the pass the position they have the issue with is the tight end this is a bottom five defense for allowing tight end receptions seventh most touchdowns allowed in the league to tight ends the cardinals offense what do you know luke they funnel everything through their tight end trey mcbride he leads the team in targets receptions and yards and kyler murray loves this guy since murray has returned Five games, McBride has 38 catches for 425 yards. The Cardinals are going to ride the CSU, Colorado State that is, alum, Trey McBride, to a cover here. Take Arizona plus four and a half. Yeah, I love this line. It's it's the right line. It's absolutely the right line. Time to, sh- yes. time to fade Chicago. And, you know, yeah, they've got resurgence here and there, but uh, Fields is still a bad quarterback, and he shows us that, and he turns the ball over as well. Yep. And I can't wait to see what they set the uh, the props for McBride here. I'm going to take the over receptions if it's six and a half or less. This guy's been targeted at least 10 times every game since since uh, Kyler Murray's been back under center. Unreal. That's a great yeah. bet. I love that one, too. Yes. It's a little bonus. A little bonus daddy bet. <laughs> Here's a bonus for you because we got a quick reminder. We have a ton more bets coming your way this week on college and NFL. We like to call them our Daddy Sharps featured bets, and we share them all for free and exclusively on our website, daddysharps.com. So check those out. 
All righty, sir. So let's recap our college and NFL best bets. First off, I'm going to the Armed Forces Bowl, and I like Air Force plus two and a half versus James Madison. Then we're going all the way to beautiful Hawaii, where I like San Jose State to beat Coastal Carolina and cover that minus nine and a half. I also like the Las Vegas, Kansas City over 41 and a half. And of course, we just talked about it. Arizona plus four and a half at Chicago. Take Arizona plus four and a half. And for me in college football, the Birmingham Bowl, I'm leaning Troy minus eight over Duke. The Hawaii Bowl, I'm on that as well. I like the over 52 between San Jose State and Coastal Carolina. And in the NFL, my best bet, first one is the Bengals minus two at the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then I have a teaser, a six and a half point teaser, Tease the Colts up to nine with the Tennessee Titans up to nine as well. I don't think those are right. I think the Colts are seven and a half and the Titans are up to a nine. It doesn't matter. As long as you go through the seven, you're going to win that bet. Hey, that's going to do it for the Daddy Sharps podcast this week. <laughs> Remember, always gamble responsibly and within your means. And the bets we share are based on our own research. We don't always win, John. Be sure to check us out on social media. Look for the Daddy Sharps on Instagram and Twitter. We're going to be back next week with all our best bets and much more. But first, we always ask this question, and I always love the answer. John, who is your daddy? We are. Stay sharp, everyone. <laughs>